Welcome to the Boring Shit You Need to Know About Business podcast with me, Amy Bajada. Join me and other business owners as we explore the art of being in business and challenge that notion that our financial numbers are boring. Today, Simone Summers joins me. Simone is a brand ambassador for Grace Cosmetics, an iconic Australian-owned skincare direct sales brand, which has been around for over 30 years. Now, with a global presence, this company is certainly doing something right. Welcome, Simone, and thanks heaps for having this chat with me today. Welcome, Amy. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about how you got started with Grace Cosmetics and a little bit about your time with them. Okay. I first became aware of Grace Cosmetics when I was 12 and I had terrible eczema. As every responsible parent would do, my parents would take me to the doctors and the doctors, as every responsible doctor would do, would give me cortisone cream. And that's how I came across Grace. A friend of my mum's said to mum that she had a product that would help. And to this day, I still use that product, but I do flare up with eczema. So I started using this medicated skin cream, an aloe vera cream, rather than a cortisone cream on my eczema, and it didn't hurt. So it repaired as it's meant to, but it stopped the eczema. And from that point onwards, I didn't have to go to the doctors for the cortisone cream. So that's how we sort of got into Grace. My mum started using the skincare side of things and she had been left with acne scarring on the face from her teen years. And even though she was well into her 30s, it had cleared up her acne scarring. My mum joined the business, worked the business. As soon as I turned 18, I joined the business to buy at a great rate. And until 2003, I did not sell a product. I just kept buying because I really loved the product. I used the product. I recommended the product, loved the product. I haven't used anything else. So there was a big gap where I was just a personal buyer for the brand and not actually selling. And then things started to shift and I started to sell a few products. I had a corporate career right up until 2009 and at that point that's when I decided when I fell pregnant with Chloe that I would start to build a business so I didn't actually set out to build a grace business it's naturally evolved yeah but that's such a great story because it's something that you associate yourself strongly with in terms of your experiences so it it was certainly a trusted brand for you that offered you an opportunity at different stages in your life. One being this opportunity to be able to purchase at a great rate. Tell me a little bit about that structure when it comes to grace. So just, you know, my understanding is that you can take on business partners, but in that particular instance, you were looking at just getting some discounts on the purchasing. So tell me how that works. With grace, you automatically as a distributor buy at a wholesale rate. I know other companies you buy at retail and they will rebate your commission at the end of the month. With Grace, you automatically buy at a wholesale rate. So I was never out of pocket. Yeah. Love that though. Like that, that's a big incentive in itself. So now talk to me about the structure itself and the, the time you've spent selling it and how you found that process. So, you know, as a, as a distributor yourself to other people. <laughs> To picking up clients and selling it yeah. online. By and large, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I used to work in the building industry and around Christmas time, builders were not happy because they wanted things pushed through at a certain time and supplies were shutting down and, yeah, it wasn't fun. This, this is different. This is 
people that I've got to meet on a social scale who've become customers and friends. And it doesn't so much seem like work to me. I love that though. We, you know, it gets us out of bed. It's something that we, we love. And again, you go back to the fact that, you know, you're really akin to the, the brand itself. So if we go back to the premise behind direct selling and what direct selling actually is, it cuts out the middleman. It gives, presents you with an opportunity to create some sort of commission-based receipt of income. And that is tiered to some degree without, you know, any speculation of anything other than the fact that you can have a team of people that you can work with, which is great. They too can receive commission and it works in that in that particular way. So tell me a little bit about your team, about your process and how you found being in in direct sales. Okay. So first of all, I do have a downline team and they are a fabulous bunch of prominently ladies. Most of them seem to be home buyers buying for themselves. A few of them have a couple of customers, but the majority of them have other sources of income. And this is just a little bit of a side hustle for personal buying for them. So, and yes, I do receive a commission off what they they sell, um, and that is my training, my time putting into them. So, yeah, I was going to say, there's obviously more than you just sitting back and and taking the money. That doesn't occur in these instances. So, in terms of the business itself, how do they support you? So. You know, I'm assuming that the way the structure is, it's very similar to a franchising arrangement to some degree, whereby they'll get source the products, they will sort out the marketing essentially within some degree, but they will also provide you with all the information. You know, they'll even t- do some capped pricing and stuff for you. How does that work, and what sort of flexibility do you have at the front line? of you being able to, I guess, mould that to your business? Yep. Okay, so I can only speak from Grace's point of view at this stage. Each yep. company will have its own of course, sales. With Grace, they have a retail price across their products and they will have rolling specials. So they might be monthly specials, but they might be flash sales. So they provide professional images for us to use on social media they provide catalogues, beautiful imagery, and yeah, just makes it easy for us. So we can use stunning, stunning photos on Instagram and uh, Facebook without trying to do it yourself and spending all that time doing it yourself. But you yeah. have you have the autonomy to do that if you want to anyway, don't you? You can absolutely, do absolutely. As long as you don't bring the brand into disrepute in any way. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, you're actually lucky in that situation because, you know, someone who has to do their own social media and try and get creative and think about imaging and hire photographers and, wow, it's a really great setup. And, I, you know, like I said from the outset, they've been around for such a long time now. They must certainly be doing something right. And I think a lot of that comes back to the people they have involved, the way they treat their ambassadors and provide them with that level of support that you would want from an overarching company structure. And again, I go back to that whole key component of, you know, it being very similar to a franchising model, essentially. I think the thing for me, and and this is a discussion that you and I have certainly had, and I've had with a a couple of people, you know, I'm a big advocate for business in general. And to me, a business is a business. If you are running your business to earn income, structure 
doesn't really define it for me, you know, because running a business has its same ebbs and flows, regardless of how you want to define or what sort of structure you want to call it. But there's some sort of bad rap that a direct selling business, not Grace, by I haven't heard anything bad about Grace or anything. So I'm not just talking about Grace here. I'm talking in general where, you know, you go back to a while ago where, you know, there was a classic scenario around Amway who were accused of being a pyramid scheme and there was some real negativity around that when in actual fact they were vindicated, but it seems as though that damage was already done with Amway and with that structure in particular. And so that's kind of carried through. How do you find receiving is is there any is there still negative backlash for you when you try and enter say groups or networking in any shape or form yeah there is to a certain extent and it's not just amway that did the damage there's been a number of companies along the way that have been pyramid schemes and not multi-level marketing yeah. um, so multi-level marketing has to have a, a element of retail sales plus an element of sponsoring and not just sponsoring 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 with no product being moved yes i have come across a number of people who have been dismissive of direct sales not just me but direct sales in general mm-hmm. and i think First, it threw me a lot um, and I had a couple of conversations with other friends that were in the the same industry, um, a girlfriend from Intimo and another girlfriend from Creative Memories. And they'd come across it as well because I was wondering if it was just me. Mm. To me, it is somebody who doesn't understand the industry that has an assumption that, oh, this is all just a quick grab for cash. The products aren't substantial, that sort of thing. Multi-level marketing, the products have to be brilliant because they wouldn't stack up against what, what's out there retail otherwise. There wouldn't yeah. be a business to sell. And, yeah, I know myself, well, I buy a lot of the grace, obviously, but I also support my friends in Intimo yep. and my friends in Upperware and my friends in uh, Norwex, different creative memories. Those products are really, really good. So mm. they are by and large, the products from a direct sales company are brilliant. Yeah. And I, I tend to agree. And I think, I think the stigma has lasted as long as it has because we do have some of those companies and, and even more so their brand reps, whether the company's intended for them to be this way or not. But the, those that are out on the front line, that you know, they're these overzealous sales reps that are promising this quick, grab for cash like you said before and it you know even myself seeing on say social media platforms you know if you want to make three thousand dollars a day message me and I just think if your product or service or whatever it is that you're pushing for three thousand dollars a day is really that fantastic wouldn't you want to be shouting from the rooftops wouldn't you want people to know your brand really well rather than this real secretive message me and I'll give you the details. There are some companies out there that uh, don't like to put their details on social media and again I can't comment on that because I'm not involved in those companies but I've seen those messages that you you're mentioning come join my team earn millions get rich quick it's all being tarred into multi-level marketing by people that just don't understand the process you've actually got to 
work to make money, regardless of whether you work in a corporate company or whether you work for yourself in direct sales. You have to work. It doesn't just go like that. No, and I totally agree. And you'd know that yourself. You know, there's been nothing quick, hard and fast about the structure that you've been employed under for a while now in your own business. And, you know, I kind of, like I've said to you, I feel like I'm a direct marketer of my own services in essence, but, you know, I, I don't get targeted as much. When we're talking about the way our world is, and especially at the moment where so many people are going online, you know, we don't have anything else to offer except for that real push, that sales push. And we're all doing it, you know, whether it's offering free courses, whether it's come and join my free webinar and then there's a sales pitch at the end of it. We're all doing it. It doesn't make us any less of a business. It doesn't make us any less of business owners. And it certainly doesn't strip away the effort that goes into running a business. And so it really angers me. Business isn't even in that structure, but it angers me when people make comments and I've seen how harsh they are. You know, some, some Facebook groups, which are great networking tools, flat out say, don't want anyone from MLM. And I just, I don't understand that. I really... It's a real shame because um, direct sales for women in particular with young children that can't enter back into the workforce because they've got a two-year-old and they've got a seven-year-old and they've got a 12-year-old, they're juggling with what time they have. And direct sales can be very, very beneficial to those women trying to get a little side hustle, a little bit of an income coming in. And I say women because I would say 90% of the direct sales people that I have met are women. So there's a few men out there, but not too many of them. <laughs> yeah. I guess it depends on the company as well and the products and yeah. services as well. But yeah. no, I tend to, I tend to agree. You know, I did a project recently with um, our local government and it was all about gender equity in, in the workplace. And the women that I met and the stories that were told surrounded that issue that you just talked about in terms of the fact that there are some women who have degrees upon degrees upon degrees, but the minute they have their children, they've got to prioritise and they want to prioritise. Don't get me wrong, they're not forced to, but they want to prioritise their families and so they're forced to do something else. And more often than not, even a part-time job in our local community doesn't necessarily offer up the flexibility that we need. But hey, it's great that they have opportunities like something like a Grace Cosmetics where they can tap into a really supportive company that you can run essentially on your own terms. You would agree essentially on your own terms within guidelines, of course, but provides that real platform for you to be there for your kids, to be available at night times, at dinner, at you know, and have that income coming in where you don't feel as though you're not contributing because so many people do. And so it, it, I guess it would limit your perception if you didn't open your mind, again, to some really supportive platforms like and Grace. The flexibility is so very important. Mm-hmm. My kids... My work doesn't impact them. I am there for school drop-off. And at the moment, that is a long school drop-off with this staggered start that we're going through at the moment. And I'm there for school pickup. I can help coach my daughter's netball team. But I think the really key moment where I really appreciated their flexibility is Blake had a seizure at school. 
Mm. And I was there in eight minutes. And if I had have been working in the city, that would have been an hour and a half Easy. horrible commute home. Yeah. yeah. That flexibility is really quite amazing. Yeah. yeah. Can't put a price on that. And like I said, all the other benefits that come with the environment that you've you're in. Like I, I wish I had someone doing a lot of my high-end imagery and being able to support my business that way very easily because I think there's some really great benefits to, yeah. to you, the structure. I have an IT. Yeah, there you go. I, <laughs> like, I love that. If email's gone, they help you out. If this is gone, they help you out. There's a website already done for you and it's updated regularly and I love that. Like, I think it's a really great structure. I also love that you get an opportunity to build some really strong relationships. You get that one-on-one face time with people, or you can structure it in different ways. There's that group kind of camaraderie where you can have a team. It's great when you're in business, such a lonely ride sometimes, but having a team available to you where they can learn and grow and, and develop some really key strategies to running any type of business structure, let alone you know, just narrowing it down to an MLM structure. Can I ask you though, because a lot of some other posts and stuff that I see around is the whole, you know, I've exhausted my family and my friends when I first started out. What do I do next? So do you have, you're obviously past that stage, I'm assuming it, having been with Grace for such a long time now. So do you, do you have any tips on that? Like what they can be doing? Because even for my business and my business is not an MLM structure in essence, I, you still come across those same, those same blocks where you've exhausted what you can. What do you do? Okay. Family is your hardest market. Yeah. I don't care what I people agree. say. <laughs> hardest market. So and the cheapest. They, they don't give you much, do they? <laughs> um, a lot of my friends have been very, very supportive and I'm very grateful for that. But it, comes down to referral I'm now known as hey you need to go and see Simone if if you've got a burn you need to go and see Simone if you've got eczema so the products and the testimonies that come with that yeah I get a lot of referrals now so it's people that have the the products they create a loyal following because they Mm. work yeah they're trusted so my clients they tell people about me and my products and that's how my business grows yes there's social media and I use uh, Facebook predominantly, Instagram to a lesser extent and that's just because I'm more familiar with Facebook. Yeah. And Facebook is a wonderful tool. Mm. It's a way to stay connected with people without being in their face. You can grow your business without badgering family and friends and um, your family and friends are going to be your hardest market. And can I say from personal experience, you're one of the best email marketers I've ever seen. Like you, you deliver well, your message is, is keen and it's clean and clear. And I just think, I don't know, you're just very good at it. You're very, very good at it. Where do you find the time to be so good at that sort of thing? <laughs> I've been sitting on here writing an email for the last two days trying to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the secret to your success. Yeah. yeah, it's coming down to finding the time to do it. And yeah. now that school's back, I'm finding a little bit more time to do it. I, I don't like pushy salespeople, so my emails are anything but pushy. I agree. Um, I totally agree. I try to keep them informative. I try and highlight what's on special so my customers get the best deal 
available. Not all of them will take up the specials, but at least I let them know that they are available. And yeah. yeah. Great. Do you have much success yeah. from email marketing? Because it seems to be the real, you know, there's a borderline at the moment. I'm hearing this real conversation around the fact that nobody looks at their emails anymore and it's more Facebook, for example, that have such a robust opportunity to connect in so many ways. And with their messenger system now even better than ever, people aren't even checking their emails. But like I said, I, I really like your emails. Do you use the same template on your social media platforms as well? The same copy? Same information, yes. But I also have the benefit of I will send out a monthly or maybe twice monthly email from myself, but the company on my behalf sends out an email that looks like it comes from me. I know email is working because oh, twice last month the head office messaged me saying, hey, Simone, one of your customers thinks that this is from you. Here's an order. So um, awesome. it would company's uh, message, yeah. Okay, I might have to hit you up from some tips so you can make some you'll make some side dollars if you're allowed to to be able to give me some tips on the best way to do it because I think the thing I do love about your emails is that like you said before they're informative first and foremost and then people can make those decisions over and above what they want to do with that information whether it be information about a sales drop on something or availability of stock or just information about what the product provides to you. And I really, I think it's really great the way you do that. So yeah, the last couple of emails have been all about how to keep your hands happy with all these sanitizers (laughs) and hands and people washing their hands with dishwashing liquids. So, um, well, can I say everyone that's come to my house and we haven't had that many people I know because it's been COVID, but those that have used that hand wash that I have purchased, even I agree, the silkiness of it, it hasn't dried out my hands. I was starting to get a little bit of what I thought was eczema, but it wasn't. Yeah. It was just because of the way we were cleaning our hands even more than ever and the hand sanitizer drying it out. But your the hand soap is just amazing. And the aloe vera gel that you gave me for when I had to have cancerous spot removed, this is going to sound really weird, but I flashed my chest at a lot of people to say to them, you need to contact Simone because this is, <laughs> I don't have a scar anymore. Yeah. So I pushed this metal, you know, circle thing into my chest and I thought it was going to be there forever and I don't have it and I absolutely love it. So the recommendation, and you were able to identify immediately what I needed yeah. in that time and I, yeah. I appreciate that. So, and that comes from years of experience, I have no doubt. Yeah. I was speaking to a uh, actually a real estate agent that I'd given a sample pack to uh, a couple of weeks ago and she messaged me to say, I'm sorry I didn't get back to you, I ended up having gallbladder surgery. I went, if you haven't used that sample pack that I've given you, the fourth one along is an aloe vera gel, you need to use that on your surgery site. She goes, okay, thank you. <laughs> Fabulous. And it have the same effect, I'd imagine, for sure. Absolutely, yes, yeah. yeah. And it um, feels... One that I gave a bit more powerful, but it will certainly help, yeah. Yeah, I was telling someone literally on the weekend, I can't even remember who it was, but I, they know who you are and I kept saying, you've got to go see Simone. So you might have someone knock on your door. But, you know, if I, if I go back to the fact that, you know, I think, I think the structure itself is fantastic. I can see it. We spend a lot of time together from a business perspective and I, I can see how you run your business and how effective 
It is. I love Grace Cosmetics. I think they they seem to have it right. And so do so many other platforms. And I just think that a lot of people need to give it a little more, pay it its dues, essentially, because give it a little bit more time rather than just knock down that structure. Because it, it hurts my heart as someone who's very passionate about business and business owners, especially small business owners, that this is a great opportunity for so many. And like you've said, you know, whether it be Grace or anyone else that's doing it right, check it out because you've, you've got some really great support behind you. And I think a lot of people are remiss if they don't or if they just dismiss it based on things that happened years ago or just some overzealous sales reps promising you a million dollars and get rich quick. Yeah, and the ones that are starting into the direct sales industry, um, the ones that have just bought their first startup kid or their first daughter and they're keen, give them a chance. Let them, let them have a go at it, see how it works for them. I've walked into meetings and I've been dismissed straight away because I am in direct sales. Someone who hasn't had a lot of experience, that would crush them. So, yeah, yeah, give them a chance. The product's... As I've said, whether it's Creative Memories, whether it's Intimo, whether it's Grace, whichever, the products are brilliant. Yeah. And you, Tupperware, one of the most recognised brands around and yet they don't have a bad rap. But um, thank you so much for your time, Simone. I really do appreciate it and for nutting that out with me. And it's, it's great to be able to chat with you about that because, like I said, it really, really depresses me when I see such negative talk around a really great structure that's available to so many. So thanks again. The talk that was negative, that was 20 odd years ago. So it should have, should have burnt out. And we have a fabulous association here, Direct Selling Australia, that all the reputable companies have signed up with. It's sort of, it's almost like a union sort of thing. And you'll find that your Tupperwares, your Grace, all your direct, selling companies that are worth their weight of cotton gold are listed with DSA. So somebody is looking for direct sales and they're not associated with direct selling association. That to me is a little bit of a red flag. But at least yeah. consumers have or consumers or potential reps have an opportunity to at least validate where they're yes. headed and what they're doing. So that's that's great that there are bodies like that out there being able to support that. Yeah. But thanks again. I really do appreciate it. Lovely chatting. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Boring Shit You Need to Know About Business podcast. I'm Amy Bajada, and I'll see you next week.